Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, hang out with me for a second. Coming up this Friday on the After Party Podcast with me and Kimberly, it's part two of our special year-end shows about the 1980s. We're going year by year talking about news events, music, movies, pop culture, all the things from the 1980s. We already covered 1980, 81, and 82 last week. So this Friday, December 8th, it's going to be 1983, 84, 85, the most 80-ish of all the 80s years. But the only way you can listen is by subscribing to the After Party level on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Show. So don't miss out. Again, go to bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash Show. Choose the after party level, enter your information, and you're all set. Thanks so much for supporting this podcast and our 80s shows. And now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Hi, this is Dom DeLuise, and I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I wish for you what I wish for myself, leftover turkey. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, December 7, 2023, a date that will live in infamy. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi there, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 1051 of the Biden-Harris administration, 333 days into the 24th presidential election. Find me on Instagram and threads, the Bob Seska. That's my handle. Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go. Spoutable Bob Seska. Patreon, BobSeskaShow.com. And those two people right there, the goth ninjas. Yeah. It is Jody Hamilton. She's the executive producer of the Stephanie Miller Show. StephanieMiller.com. Also, Patreon.com slash Stephanie Miller Show. David Ferguson is the... Uh, is the guy sitting right there. We call him T-Rex yeah, sometimes. Know. Yeah, hi. <laughs> His music project is Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Also, patreon.com slash astralsummer. All right, Goth Ninjas, hi. Hi, Jody. Hello, Bob. Hi, David. Hi. Hi. Well, you know what's happening tomorrow? Part two of our 80s show. Kimberly and I are doing this on the after party. Yeah, on the you Patreon. Look showing page. up in your like aerobics clothes and your leg warmers and your headbands. <laughs> That's right, jelly shoes. Let's get physical. In fact, physical. I'm wearing jelly what shoes right now. What was the right most now. 80s year of the 80s in your opinion? 1984. Yeah, it's the year I graduated high school. Yeah, it's the most 80s-ish of all the 80s years. It really is. Yeah, and it's one of the years we're going to be covering on the after party tomorrow on part two of our 80s show. Uh, it's going to be 1983, 84, 85. All three of those years, the so most 80-ish of the 80s years. I listen yeah. to, when I hear a Journey song yeah. from Escape, I'm like, oh, I'm back in Hawaii. Uh, <laughs> you know? I know. And it's, then obviously, because I was a class of 84, everybody's like, Orwell was right. You know, so yeah, there was Yeah, that. Well, here's the thing. I was going through and putting together all the sound clips and everything like that. So much music from 1984. Such I was, good music. Yeah, I was blown away by like, the top 10 singles of 1984 and how recognizable every single one of those singles are. I was like, okay, I got to use that one. Oh, I got to use this one. I was just, okay, fuck it. I'm going to use all 10. The yeah. top 10. Okay. And, and so the 1984 segment of tomorrow's after party is going to just be loaded with 84 music. 
But of course, we also talk about news events and play news bites and things like that, illustrating those events, plus uh, movies and TV shows. And that's what we're doing on the uh, after party for the remaining Fridays of the year. So part two is tomorrow, 83, 84, 85. Next week, it's going to be 86 through 89. And part three, our final part. So uh, the reviews are enormous. Everyone's enjoying the 80s shows, which means Yay. we're going to have to do more variations on that sort of thing on the after party. Maybe do a series on the 70s. Maybe do a series on the 90s mm. and some other things, too. I know there were lots of requests, too, to do like a uh, 80s nerd culture series, which Kimberly will love. <laughs> totally be into that. She'll have lots to say. No, she probably won't, but we'll see. <laughs> lots of plans afoot for future after-party sort of reaction documentaries. I don't know what we would call these things. It's basically me and Kimberly reacting to things from the 80s is essentially what we're talking about. Patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show or BobSeskaShow.com. Sign up for $10 a month on the after-party level and you'll be all set. You can listen to the 80s shows. Plus, you can go back and listen to uh, last week's 80s show part one and the entire archives from the after party. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for signing up and supporting this podcast. Thank you. All right, Goth Ninjas. Kevin McCarthy is out. Yeah. And normally, this would have happened right after today's show. But thank you, Kevin McCarthy, for resigning a day in advance of our Thursday. There's one more thing he can't get right as a Republican. <laughs> That's right. Well, the other thing he couldn't get right is whether he was going to quit, because some time ago he said... I never quit. Very well done. He never quits. I never quit. Right. He's going to be done at the end of the year, which initially... So when in a I, few weeks. Yeah, exactly. Initially, when I saw the headline, for some reason, I was flashing to... He's going to serve out the rest of his term. And then and he's leave. not. He's not. It's going to be. Wow, so they're going to have a special election? I, I, You know what? Let me look it up because he's a California guy. And I know that, that uh, Governor Newsom was able to appoint the new senator. Right. Um, so California. Yeah. That would be such a fuck you to his party. Right. Well, it is a fuck you to this party because now they're down only a two vote lead. Because Santos is gone, and yes, now he's Santos. leaving by the end of the year. Right, Now, right. he's fucked the party. He definitely is fucking them up, and I, I am here for that. Yeah, I kind absolutely. of predicted that enough of them would die or get indicted that we would end up with a Democratic majority in the House. That's an incredible thing. I mean, this really illustrates the current status of the Republican Party. I mean, talk about a clown show. It's both George Santos and Kevin McCarthy out, narrowing that majority at the same time Jim Comer and the other fucknuts in the Rodeo Clown Caucus are preparing some sort of impeachment proceeding against Joe Biden for which they don't have the votes. I don't think they're going to be able to do it. I mean, if they actually try to impeach Joe Biden, do they have the, I don't think they're going to, there's going to be enough moderate I think Republicans. that would be the best yeah. election strategy for Democrats would be well, for them to be doing, go ahead, Judy. Just so you know that um, tomorrow is the deadline for any candidate to file to run for his seat. Okay. Including him. So he said, I'm not going to run. So anybody that wants to run for his seat has to file today, basically. Okay. And then if, uh, if McCarthy resigns before the close of the candidate's nomination period, Newsom within 14 days must call for a special election. I see. And whoever wins that would fill McCarthy's seat until the end of next year. Basically. Okay, so it's going to be one of those special elections to determine mm -hmm. who's the congressperson from that Bakersfield district for like two minutes. And then <laughs> all that money spent on a campaign on a special well, election. Oh, there's something even more interesting. If what? he if McCarthy resigns after the nomination deadline, which technically he is, yeah. Newsom can exercise discretion, meaning he can choose whether to call for a special election. If Newsom does not, the seat would be vacant until the end of McCarthy's term. Well, there you go. That's the idea. I think that's, I mean, we're playing hardball now. Newsom, yeah. speaking of playing hardball, I mean, he's been kind of off my radar. I was just like Governor Good here. You know, that's just, he's over there doing California stuff. <laughs> oh, he's so stuff. pretty. Yeah. I haven't paid a lot of attention to him, but his debate with Meatball Rob was just <laughs> savage. It was. Savage. Yeah. I mean, he called him weak and small and pathetic, like to his face. It was intense. Yeah. I was like, every Democrat needs to treat every single Republican this way in public from now on. I mean, it was beautiful. It was just, like, masterful. He just, like, ripped him open and, like, shook him until all of his guts fell out and then danced on his corpse. And it was just set it on fire yeah. and threw yeah. him to the audience. I saw someone comment after that debate saying that 
that he was a little bit too self-satisfied. And I said, well, no, I think Democrats need more of that. I think Democrats need to mm-hmm. own what they're saying. And if that comes off as being self-satisfied, so be it. You know, I'm so sick and tired of dancing around shit like that. And asking permission to be ourselves. Yeah, exactly know? right. <laughs> it's like, is it okay if we stick by our same-sex marriage? It's like, guys, it's law. Yeah. Stand still. Stop ducking every time the Republicans throw shit at you. Right. I mean, Democrats need to be self-satisfied given the fact that they're talking about the truth. They're talking about reality. Where, on the other hand, Republicans are self-satisfied talking about absolute bullshit that they yank out of their asses. And we're going to talk about... Uh, what happened in last night's debate here uh, coming up in just a second. But yeah, so Kevin McCarthy's gone, even though he said he's never going to quit. I never quit. And what we have to talk about now... It's like somebody asked Kevin, when did you stop masturbating to My Pretty Pony? (laughs) I never quit. So um, the next thing is, Kevin McCarthy's replacement as Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, we got to wheel out the cuckoo alert because this was insane. Now, look, I'm not going to disparage anyone for participating privately in organized religion. As long as you're not proselytizing, do your thing. That's not for me to judge. Well, David David will judge. <laughs> David will judge oh, for totally. us all. I'd be more okay. than happy to judge your stupid medieval cult. It's been around for 2,000 fucking years and still not done any good. I mean, there are good Christians out there. Yeah. But the vast majority of evangelicals are power-hungry, shameless just like completely divorced from any kind of consideration of human rights or equality. It's just like white Christian nationalism. Yay. And fuck them all. Yeah. Mike, whatever his name is to me, I call him Mike mayonnaise in my head because like, (laughs) he's just, he's an example though of like these Republicans who look like the most like terrifyingly normal, like neighbors or whatever. And then they've got these terrifying histories of like, Oh yeah, we'd like to like burn gays at the stake. Oh yeah. Totally Mm -hmm. weird. Yeah. No, it's exactly right. I mean, you're talking about uh, Mike Johnson with his John Cougar hair. You know, he does, he looks like, he looks like Tim Kazarinski from police Academy. He just looks absolutely eminently normal. He just looks like a regular guy. He looks like your accountant explaining what your tax bracket is going to be this year. And that's why he's so frightening. Exactly. And meanwhile, his hard drive is full of porn, so disgusting it would make you lose all faith in humanity. <laughs> and he yeah. shares it with his son. Sharing it with uh, his son. <laughs> this is so gross. His adopted 20-year-old son. That's well, right, his he, secret he, black son, yeah. You remember Wednesday Adams when the film came out with Christina Ricci playing oh. her? Mm-hmm. And she goes to school, it's on Halloween, and they're like, who are you dressed as? I'm dressed as a serial killer. We all look normal. I mean, you know, I look like everybody else. Yeah. That's the point, is he looks like everybody else. He's your serial killer. The thing that augments that observation, Jody, is the fact that Mike Johnson said publicly, I mean, we're talking about a chronological adult here. Yeah. He said publicly that God was talking to him. And told yes. him, told him to become speaker, told him that he's the Moses leading the country through this Red Sea moment. So not only is this goddamn cuckoo, but it's highly delusional. I'm Moses and I'm parting the Red Sea to lead all of my Republican Trump supporting <laughs> brethren through the Pharaoh Biden let my people go yeah, through, <laughs> the, through the Red Sea of wokeness or whatever the boogeyman is today on the Republican side. So you want to promised land of marrying off 14 year olds and fucking your cousins. <laughs> nice. So here's a uh, Mike Johnson and Hang on to your hats, because this is legitimately cuckoo. Okay, I don't know. We're coming to a Red Sea moment. What does that mean, Lord? Um, and then when the speaker's race happened and, and, and Kevin McCarthy, who's a dear friend of mine, was deposed, uh, vacated from the chair, oh, wow, well, this is what uh, the Lord may have been preparing us for. And so um, I, I was started praying more about that, and then the Lord began to wake me up uh, through this three-week process we're in in the middle of the night and and to speak to me and to write things down See, that's legitimately nuts like the lord woke him up in the middle of the night and started speaking to him this now is actually jose the pool boy <laughs> 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 this is like 
plans and, and procedures and ideas on how we could pull the conference together. Now, at the time, I assumed the Lord is going to choose a new Moses. And, oh, thank you, the Lord. Lord, you're going to allow me to be Aaron to Moses. And so I, I, I worked to get Steve Scalise uh, elected speaker. That didn't happen. And then Jim Jordan, who's like another big brother of mine. No, that didn't happen. And then Tom Emmer. And, you know, ultimately 13 people ran for the, for the post. Um, and, and the Lord kept telling me to wait, wait, wait. So I waited, I waited. And then at the end, he's hearing voices. I mean, he's one of 535 members of an elite club. I mean, yeah. between the Senate and the house. And he's talking about mysterious, invisible people who live in the clouds, talking to him in the middle of the night and telling him how to run the house of representatives. This is kind of terrifying. I mean, it's cuckoo, yeah, but it's also kind of scary too. That a chronological—I mean, if it was a, an eleven-year-old, okay, fine. But this guy right. is—I'd be a little more concerned about an eleven-year-old talking about mysterious voices in the middle of it. Does that <laughs> not mean your, you know, your house? It's a little Audrey like, Rose. It's a little, little you know, pay, uh, you know, poltergeist for me. But <laughs> yeah. that's right. On the other hand, I mean, he's just—I don't know. Like I said, these people are fucking balls to the wall crazy. They just happen to look like a bowl of milk and toast. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. Mike, go into the light. There's peace and serenity in the light. There's room yeah. for you all. Go into the light. <laughs> Don't walk away from the light. Walk into the light, Mike. Just do it. First, if you've got some tennis balls, Mike, throw them into the light and see if they come out in the living room. <laughs> covered in raspberry jam. <laughs> covered in spooch. Yes, definitely. When it came to the end, the Lord said, now, step forward. Me? I, I'm, I'm supposed to be Aaron. No, the Lord said, step forward. Okay, so step forward as Moses is what he's talking about there. He's no longer Aaron, who's just the helper, the facilitator of Moses, the Robin to Moses' Batman. He's now full-blown Moses by the end of this. Okay, it's me. I guess it's me. And so he's actually talking back to the invisible man, the voices in his head. So there is uh, your new Speaker of the House making Kevin McCarthy actually look a little bit more appealing. I, no. I never thought we'd say that, but there it is. I mean, that's like saying like a pile of dog shit and anthrax is more appealing than weak old roadkill. All right. <laughs> Point taken. That, that makes total sense to me. Okay. So next thing. Sean Hannity talking to Donald Trump in this town hall. First of all, super awkward looking because they had Trump yeah. in a chair that he normally doesn't sit in. Donald Trump likes to sit the same way in every interview, always on the left. If you're facing the stage, if you're facing the screen, Trump is always on the left. He's hunched over like he's taking a shit with his hands down there in that dick tent, in that sort of upside down praying hand position. This time at this town hall on Fox News Channel, he was up on like a stool. And so he had like one ass cheek up on the stool with one leg propped up on the, the seat of the stool. So he was like straddling this thing. And well, I think every male in the Trump family, there was like an ancient one eyed witch who was like, you will have more money than you can ever spend, but you will never sit comfortably on anything. <laughs> That's right. You all know? all the Trumps have trouble looking natural when they're sitting down or when they're standing, especially when they're standing. Do a Google search, Google image search right now of Trump's standing. And there'll be like a family picture of the Trumps, and they all look so awkward when they're just and standing. Super there. uncomfortable. Yeah. Where like, they, these like, human suits are itchy. You know? <laughs> right. So um, then, so. Really the, Guilfoyle. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the picture of her that I just saw on oh, Facebook. Oh, in that outfit? But, oh, yeah. Right, what the fuck? How does she do that to her clothes? I mean, she looks so uncomfortable in every single outfit she ever wears to me. It's like she and her clothes are constantly fighting. Yeah. And they have to appear in public together. And they're just like, fine. Okay, look natural. Yeah. You know what she looks like in that picture? She looks like Gozer the Gozerian from Ghostbusters. You know, yes. The, the villain at the end? It's the same yeah. dress. Yeah. Hair is different. She's got long hair. Gozer has the short, spiky hair. But she totally looks like she's, okay, you know what? For this photo shoot, I'm going to dress up like Gozer. And probably her stylist is going, who's Gozer? So uh, How many plastic long flamingos died to make that dress? <laughs> that's, you know what? That's even better. Uh, I think that makes, <laughs> makes much more sense. Yeah, so Trump was asked on Sean Hannity whether he plans to abuse power. <laughs> 
And the thing about this is it's not about Trump's answer. It's the fact that Sean Hannity had to ask this question, not once, but twice. I think this is the first time in the history of American politics where a presidential candidate has been asked whether he intends to be a dictator. And naturally, Donald Trump answers, well, yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, day one. And then he makes up some bullshit about drilling, which he never talks about. Yeah. I mean, he's so seldom, like suddenly he's going back to Sarah Palin in 2008, drill, uh, yeah. baby, drill. Yeah. But he hasn't been talking about oil drilling in any of his rallies. So he no. just yanked that no. out of his fat ass and, and said that because I don't think he, ha- he knew exactly how to answer the dictator question. Here, uh, without any further ado, here's the actual Q&A. They want to call you a dictator. You use the words, I am your retribution. <sighs> and now before that, you said if you've been but wrong... you didn't mean you, that, right? He always confesses. It's amazing. Used yeah. other words as well. But I want to be very, very clear on this. To be clear, do you in any way have any plans whatsoever, if re-elected president, to abuse power, to break the law, to use the government to go after people? Yes, you mean yes, like yes. they're using right now? So, in the- Oh, yeah, like we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Prosecuting very obvious crimes that are on videotape. It's so painful, though. It's like, I'm rubber, you're glue. You know, it's just, I know <laughs> yeah. you are, but what am I? I know you are. It's just like, this is the depth of their whole defense. Yeah. And it... Trump is two things. I know you are, but what am I? And I meant to do that. He's using both of those Pee Wee Herman lines, using his own <laughs> words, obviously. But I mean, yeah, they're both. Don't pe- speak poorly of Pee Wee. Well, I'm not. I, I, no, I mean, Donald Trump is co opting a wonderful, wonderful man. Mm-hmm. And it's, it has nothing to do with Pee Wee other than Donald Trump co opting both of these ridiculous uh, counterpoints to these accusations. I know you are, but what am I? That's the entire thing here. Oh, it's not me. I'm not going to do all of these. Ter- they're doing those things. Or, um, you know, when he screwed up about uh, saying Barack Obama instead of Joe Biden. Oh, I meant to do that. That was, it was, a jo- it was intentional. It was a joke. He said that. He clarified it was a joke after he had done it like 12 times. Right. <laughs> right? So mm. someone actually said, you know, there's lots of people talking about the fact that you keep saying Obama instead of Biden. Uh, why don't you just do, I meant I to do that. I meant to do that. I meant to do that. Right? And that's what he's done. <laughs> Yeah, it was a totally, that was, I was just being silly because, you know, it's Barack Obama pulling the strings behind the scenes. Okay, sure, whatever. Let's do the uh, second time Sean Hannity asked Donald Trump whether he intends to be a dictator because... He tried to lead him away to the soft foods buffet. Yeah, I mean, twice it had to happen. We almost have to go to a break. I want to go back to this one issue, though, because the media has been focused on this and attacking you under no circumstances. You are promising America tonight. You would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. He's going crazy. And people are happy about that. Yeah. Like, oh, boy, on day one. Yes, of course they are. He's going to be a dictator because that's what we want in this country. Yes, that's the entire thrust of the Republican Party. They see this as a game of musical chairs. They want to be the last ones in that last chair. And then once they are, that's it. No one else gets to sit in the chair. No more elections. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They want to seize power and then never concede that power. And that's the because inf- they're figuring out that they're ugly and their mommy dresses them funny and nobody likes them. <laughs> that's right. Nobody they're- likes their stupid policies. Nobody wants to outlaw abortion. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to kill the gays except for them. And they're like, hmm, no yeah. one's going to vote for us. How can we cheat? Well, if you're a minority party, if you're an opposition party, this is the best you can do to seize power so you can remain in power because you realize that, well, in a democracy, because there are so few people that actually support our ludicrous fascistic ideology that uh, will never get the votes. So we have to corrupt elections. We have to seize power that never leave. We have to basically undo democracy. And Donald Trump is the Pied Piper in that effort. Donald Trump will benefit primarily from this obliteration of American democracy. He will get into office. This is Liz Cheney's been saying all week. He's going to get into office and he's never going to leave. We've got a clip here in a few few minutes from uh, Steve Bannon's show where he's talking to Cash Patel. Ugh. And they confirmed all of our warnings. 
Well, let's yeah. uh, let's listen a little bit more of uh, Trump's response to Sean Hannity here. Just a couple more seconds, I promise. Day one, meaning I want to close the border and I want to drill. That's drill, not a, that's, drill. That's not. Oh, no. That's not retribution. I got I'm going to be. I'm going to be. He's you know, still he trying to fix it. He's still trying to mop up the shit. Yeah, he is. Like, <laughs> well, that's right. You peed yourself. Let me get that. You know, like. Uh, it's like the metaphor I always use, which is that uh, Donald Trump needs guys behind him like the elephant in the parade. The guys with big pooper scoopers who pick up the giant yeah. piles of elephant shit as he walks along in the parade. That's exactly what Sean Hannity's doing here. Yeah, Trump's got a lot of pooper scoopers. <laughs> I love this guy. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. No, no, no. Why does he do that weird shit with his voice? No, no, no. Who says that? Who goes not, not, not? It's like when he tries to get cute and he's like, a little bit. Oh, just, yeah. He's, oh, like that drives me I mean, bananas when he does that. You know, he does that, uh, he's just gonna do it a little bit. Just get a bit, 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 bit. Uh, yeah. He does like mm. baby talk sometimes. And like, like the no, no, no here. I think it's like Donald Trump's version of baby talk. No, no, no. I said, no, 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 other than day one. We're closing the border. And we're drilling, drilling, drilling. After that, I'm not a dictator. So that, that, that sounds when to me like... Part of his platform? Wait, wait, David, you said platform? They didn't have one. Yeah, they didn't have a platform, platform. Except we love Putin. Yeah. It's funny you mention that, Jody, because uh, I posted this clip to commemorate the loss of uh, the great Norman Lear. I posted oh, this, uh, this clip of uh, All in the Family where Archie does the uh, news counterpoint about gun oh, control. That. It's so brilliant. So bra- and, and so prescient. Mm-hmm. This oh, is yeah. something that was from 50 years ago, and it sounds like the current Republican platform. I, I almost wrote that. I almost wrote the current Republican platform, and I realized, oh, they don't have a platform. Yeah. So I just have to say the current Republican policy on gun control, which is to arm everyone. Archie mm-hmm. says in this clip, uh, the solution to skyjackings is to arm all the passengers, to hand out <laughs> guns when they get on the airplane, and then to collect them after the flight. Yeah. And, of course, the ludicrous aspect of that, among many ludicrous aspects, is that means that the skyjacker will The bad have, guys are yeah, going to be well. Yeah. You're going to be handing out firearms to the bad guys, to the terrorists, to the skyjackers. So, uh, My dad always used to say that if you really want to be safe on a plane, take a bomb. Because what are the odds that you and someone else with a bomb are going to be on the same plane? <laughs> Jesus that's, like, that's horrible really... advice, but okay. Yeah, but yeah. I know. I know what he meant. You can't even say bomb when you're going through TSA. No. I'll be like... yeah. So Trump is this close to promising jetpacks made of beef. Oh, no, he's already there. <laughs> Seriously. He said at one of his rallies in the last few days, he said, I will not rest until your family can afford a beautiful home and a brand new beautiful car of your choice. So he's promising... I like a Bentley convertible that's got it, suicide doors. Can I get one that's of those? Right. Can we start taking requests Jeez. of which car? About socialism. I mean, yeah, yeah, it is. Of course it is. I mean, he, again, he might as well. And we've been joking about this for years that he's just going to promise jetpacks made of beef and everyone's going to go, yay, jetpacks made of beef for us if we vote for Trump. Yeah. It's coming. We are so Ladies mature. Ladies and gentlemen, we are adult broadcast professionals. <laughs> Were we just teasing Mike Johnson about how immature he is? Neither one of us is the Speaker of the House, so there. <laughs> That's Fair true. enough. Good point. Thank you, Jody. Also, by the hand, he's like, in the media are portraying you. It's like, dude, where do you think you fucking work? Well, the, like, ins- I mean- <laughs> the insane thing that we all know is that he repeatedly says it in all of his rallies. There's a Project 2025 website where yep. it's all laid out. We got papers of record reporting the fact that the people running Project 2025 are interviewing loyalists to install them in the federal government. So and using this, AI to scrub their so- to go through their social media to make sure they never said anything disloyal to Trump. Which I mean, right. how could you possibly get more dystopian? Yeah, it's like they're also like, is it, they're like, how else can we piss off some liberals with this? Like mm-hmm. maybe, maybe we should like pack them all with fur coats and dead animals. <laughs> yeah. well, no, no, no. Like, a rude pundit filled out the application. Oh, did he? What did he oh, say? Good. What? Oh my God, he was super honest about everything. Liberal, blah blah blah. I mean, and what do you this? And it's hilarious. Go to his threads. It's on there. Okay. What he filled out. It's so fucking brilliant. We're like, let us know if you get a call. 
So what he did, he applied to be one of the loyalists? He, he Yes, he applied for a job in the new White House. <laughs> oh, my God. We all <laughs> should do all, this. Yeah. All of our listeners, should, do, we should everybody should apply for a job in the White House just to make the social media, just to give them that much more workload to play. Yeah, for. bury them in paper. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. So Rude Pundit is just Rude Pundit on threads, right? The same yes. as it is on Twitter. Okay. Same, yes. He's not on the Twitters anymore because he couldn't remember his password. Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, if you're on threads, go and follow Rude Pundit because you should be doing that anyway. But right. he's got all the details there, I assume, like where you can oh, it's go. it's brilliant. And he And up. he shows what the question was and what his answer was. It's oh, fucking beautiful. Wow. It's a beautiful sight to behold. I imagine it doesn't take very long to fill out this application, but nah, if it does maybe, take I think long- it said, yeah, I think he said it took him maybe 10 minutes okay. at the most. Yeah. Well, turn it into a party. If you have like a yeah. holiday party, get everyone at the holiday party to <laughs> fill out Oh, I love that idea. <laughs> Shit, man. Okay, speaking of shit, we got to talk about Cash Patel and Steve Bannon confirming everything. I mean, Steve Bannon is shortlisted right now to be Donald Trump's chief of staff if Donald Trump wins. Cash Patel is shortlisted right now to be the head of the CIA. And I mean, Cash Patel has like the Ann Coulter, like I'm screaming even when my mouth is shut eyes. Like what is wrong with him? Like the big Simpsons like eyes? human pressure cooker. Like he's just, his eyes are like bulging out of his head from the crazy. And he's like, I'm going to be head of the CIA. Like, oh my God. But can you imagine these red hat wingnuts in charge of the CIA? Just staggering. No. That level of security clearance in the hands of Cash Patel, who, by the way, is implicated as part of the uh, Mar-a-Lago documents indictments, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, so... I feel is- like the CIA is so twisted and dark that it would be like, nope, we're killing you all. You know, it would just rebel against that. That's like, right. no, you, you're idiots. We're too... We play four-dimensional chess, and you guys can't even play Twister. So, fuck right, you. Right, right. Well, uh, I guess we should thank Cash Patel and Steve Bannon for answering Sean Hannity's question to Donald Trump. Because <laughs> they gave the actual answer to what Sean Hannity wanted to know. So we're going to uh, hear that audio and talk about all of this right after a short break, back after these words. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Oh, 
the musical revelation of 2023. At least in the context of this show. Yeah. The amazing King Cyborg. Yeah, well, definitely one of our favorites from 2023 right here is a single called Under the Moon. Man. You've got some cool friends, Bob. I know. Of them, I think the one I, I envy know. the most is King Cyborg. Yeah. Like, I just, wow. Well, it still, it blew me away. This is uh, about a month or two ago. I get a DM on Instagram from King Cyborg, and it's a video of King Cyborg talking directly to me. And it was like, <sighs> yeah, I, I, felt, <laughs> I felt a little bit like like a teen girl watching the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. Yeah. I was like, ah! Are you going to see Getty Lee promote his book? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I'm a genuine <laughs> fanboy of King Cyborg. She is so Your incredible. Your flooded that day. Yeah, yeah just <laughs> so interesting. And her backstory is incredible, obviously. So courageous, so strong, right? so resilient. I mean, we love you, King Cyborg. We mm-hmm. fucking worship you. Yes, we do. And in fact, one of the uh, interview replays that I'm going to run during our Christmas break is going to be my talk with uh, the great King Cyborg, where we hear all about her harrowing backstory and her her bravery and courageousness, escaping a, a terrible situation uh, on her home island and making her way to the United States. And uh, it's just, it's so inspiring and so incredible. And then you match that up with her music, which is so interesting and unique. And so uh, you got to go support King Cyborg. I got links in the description under this episode at bobseska.com. Find the uh, episode dated 12723. Click that link, scroll on down, and support King Cyborg. Thank you for doing that. Okay, so Cash Patel, Steve Bannon confirming everything we've been warning about. It's like, you don't need to hear it from me. I mean, don't listen to me. Listen to the people who are actually planning this goddamn uh, coup, the end of democracy. And I, I still can't believe that people are like, well, you know, gas is $3. Uh, Biden's yeah. old, so let's have those guys. Oh, gas is $3? That's so nice. <laughs> Some places. Where is it? I wish it were that here. What is it in the valley right now? Um, there are some places where you can get uh, regular unleaded for under $5. But in general, it's 5 to $6. Well, wow. isn't it normally a little bit more expensive in L.A. anyway compared to the rest of the country? Um, it, it It is. We have, I mean, California just in general. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's funny because when I used to live in Hawaii, the gas was higher than oh, here. God, yes. I remember that. But now it's not. When we were on Maui, mm-hmm. and thinking about it, that's not even Honolulu. It's Maui. Yeah. And they're like, oh, do you want to pre-fill your tank? Otherwise, you're going to have to pay, you know, $6. And I'm like, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, we paid $4.15 for gas on Maui. And mm-hmm. I haven't paid that little in years. I cannot recall the last time I paid that little. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, California would, also has way higher wages than Georgia, though, you know? That's true. <laughs> yeah. But with, uh, with Hawaii, we used to have to wait in line at Costco to get our gasoline yeah. uh, to save just a, a few cents per gallon because it's immensely expensive because they have to sh- they have to put gasoline on a Literally cargo ship. ship. It, yeah. And it sails across the Pacific Ocean to Hawaii and then they unload it, not just for uh, gas stations. Not just so you no, can refuel it. It's to run the electricity in Hawaii. Yeah. That yeah. is utter madness. That that Yeah, when we were when I was paying 89 cents a gallon. Oh god, I'm old. When I was paying 89 <laughs> cents a gallon in yeah. the 80s here in on the mainland, mm-hmm. we were paying a dollar 36 yeah. on the Big Island. And so it's like but it was so strange going to Maui and it was less expensive right. on the island than it is here and I was I was thoroughly shocked. Well, there are a couple of kinds of energy that they could be producing en masse in Hawaii. I mean, obviously solar and geothermal. It's a vol- oh, God, yeah. The big island is a volcanic I mean, they're all volcanic islands. But, I mean, the volcanism going on right now on the big island could be harnessed in some way. The tides could be harnessed to create mm-hmm. electricity using uh, underwater turbines. Well, didn't L.A., you guys have, like, actual dead dinosaurs in the middle of town in those tar pits? Like- <laughs> it's called the, the Rea Tar Pits, and yes. that's where some oil is, yes. And right, it's still right. coming. They're still finding bones. Oil still is seeping up. It's weird. Ugh. It's amazing to me that it's, right, it's, like, right in the middle of everything. It's right <laughs> by the modern museum. It's it's by literally Mecca. It's by the Museum of Art. Yeah. Next door are the tar pits. And it's kind of a an interesting place to go. I, I strongly recommend visiting the La Brea tar pits in L.A. Absolutely. It's, just, it's fascinating, not only to see where they're located, but to see the tar pits themselves. And then they've got, like, the fake... 
uh, prehistoric or animals. Dinosaurs climbing yeah. out. It's yeah. adorable. So, uh, yeah, and speaking of gas prices, just to recap this, Buzz and I talked about it on Tuesday, but it's always worth it to play one of these clips again. Because Trump actually said in one of his rallies over the weekend that he conspired with both Russia and Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. to raise gas prices. Mm-hmm. He said gas prices were too low, so he called Russia and the king of Saudi Arabia and said, hey, can you cut production so we can raise prices? <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is Donald Trump, once again, confessing. Talk about that because I had to save the oil companies. They were all going to go bust. I said, this is the first time I've ever said we got to get it up a little bit. I actually called Russia and the king of Saudi Arabia. No, that's not the first time we said you got to get it up, Trump. <laughs> we heard Stormy Daniels' story. <laughs> Thank you. We know the truth about you, buddy. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, please right. continue. And the Governor, king of Saudi please proceed. We had a three-way call, and we cut back on the oil because it was so incredible. But let's punish Joe Biden because of that. You know, I, was, I hope Joe Biden has a fucking commercial with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, think he seems crazier. I think Trump is honestly starting to seem like, I mean, he's always seemed like your senile, embarrassing uncle who has to wear a diaper to Thanksgiving dinner, but it's getting weirder. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, I was watching a clip. Somebody was posting something from, I think it was Ari Melberg the other day, and he did it like a montage of Donald saying Donald stuff. Yeah. And in 2015, Kind of smart as not smart as a whip, but you know he was on it. He knew mm-hmm. what he was saying. He was fast. He yeah. wasn't belabored. And mm-hmm. now, I mean, just look at the difference in eight years. And granted, he's an elderly gentleman. Yeah, uh, elderly thing. <laughs> um, but Joe Biden, the only reason he sounds the way he does is because he's got a fucking stutter that he has to overcome. And I, uh, Sean Barton, my yeah. old podcast partner. He's had to overcome a stutter. James Earl Jones, overcoming stutter. I yeah. mean, it's a hard, you have to really think before you say something. Otherwise, you're going to stumble over certain things that you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. And so all of them have to like take a minute or a second or however long it is to go, this is what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. And the older you get, the harder it is to take that second or two. And so the only reason Joe Biden sounds a little feeble is because he's overcoming a fucking stutter. And you know what? I think, God, I'm still wondering if that Jerusalem speech was the beginning of something for Donald Trump cognitively. Let's listen to a little bit of that. Because I think, yeah, I think people forget how bad it was. We always play the God bless United States thing. Right. But there was more. So today, let us rededicate ourselves to a path of mutual understanding and respect. Let us rethink old assumptions and open our hearts and minds to possible and possibilities. And finally, I ask the leaders of the (laughs) region, political and religious. Just like getting a little bit ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Israeli and Palestinian, Jewish and Christian and Muslim to join us in the noble quest for lasting peace. Thank you. I still think it was his dentures God bless you. Out. God bless yeah. Israel. God bless the Palestinians. And God bless the United States. Thank you very much. I swear <laughs> to God, you. he's got upper dentures. And yeah. they just weren't sticking. Because right now I'm wearing Invisaligns. Mm-hmm. And I have a little bit of a lisp. And <laughs> I, I, I don't want to give him any pass yeah. by any stretch. But it does. <laughs> he's not going to admit to dentures, obviously. But it does sound like he's got something that is supposed to be stuck to the roof of his mouth, mm-hmm. and it's loose. So his tongue is getting stuck in it. Yeah, yeah. I'm willing to entertain that because it absolutely sounds like there's something fucked up with his mouth. And I don't know Yeah, it, it doesn't – I don't know if it's – I mean, his brain is mush anyway. But it just – when I hear, hear that again, it just sounds like something's wrong on the inside of his mouth, and it's not necessarily a cognitive issue. Yeah. It's more of a <clears> – <throat> I can't talk because shit's falling down and I I am so in the middle of this that I can't walk off stage and fix it. Yeah, yeah. But remember Ronnie Jackson said that he gave Trump something that morning that dried up his saliva or some ridiculous excuse. Oh, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that wasn't dried up saliva. Sorry. It's not like Donald no, Trump on Sudafed or something like that. No, no. Something happened to Donald Trump during that speech because he started out fine and then at the end, by the end, he's just like, so politically and... So there right. was something going on with him. Anyway. So, Learn. Yeah. I think Noel Kassler said that he's got like a hole in, the, in his soft palate that's like not reparable by surgery that he has. How, kind of would, how would he know that? 
So the, he worked on um, a celebrity. Well, I know, apprentice. but how would he know what's going on inside Trump's mouth? Like his soft. Who mouth? knows? I mean, people could have told him. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, people yeah. gossip on set all the time. That's that's Are also you kidding true. Me? It's yeah, like yeah. so Peyton Place on most sets. And- <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Okay, let's listen to uh, Steve Bannon and Cash Patel confirming mm. everything that we've been warning about. Uh, this is uh, this is pretty important. Here we go. This is on uh, Steve Bannon's ridiculous podcast that for some reason gets a lot of downloads. I imagine a lot of those downloads are purchased. Uh, do you feel conf- confident that you will be able to deliver the goods, that we can have serious prosecutions and accountability? And I want the Morning Joe producers that watch us and all the producers that watch us, this is just not rhetoric. We're absolutely dead serious. We're not. You, you cannot have a constitutional republic and allow what these uh, deep staters have done to the country. The deep state. Yeah, what the deep staters have done, to the, like prosecuting an actual criminal who's committed actual crimes, and there's evidence and videotape and confessions. By the way, because Trump has confessed to, to all of it. I mean, obviously, he hasn't said I did something illegal, but he's described illegal things publicly. So this is not like just Joe Biden saying, okay, yeah, you know, it's time to punish Trump, so let's go. Go, 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 Merrick Garland. But how long did it take Merrick Garland to start these prosecutions? How long did it take him to appoint a special prosecutor? Um, um, uh, just for you and everybody that's listening, mm-hmm. go to Allison Gill's Twitter feed or her posts mm-hmm. or her Mastodons or her threads, and she will let you know that Merrick Garland was working, but he had Donald holdovers that were fucking with him. Right, right. That's also mm. true. But there was a delay. It's not like on day one. It wasn't like January 20th, 2021. That, uh, well, he wasn't appointed until April of well, yeah. 21. But I mean, it's something that, it's something that uh, Joe Biden could have said on day one. Okay, now we're going to start prosecuting Donald Trump. Here we go right now. Go. That didn't happen. In fact, Joe Biden never talks about it. Because Joe, I don't think Joe Biden has anything to do with it. He has nothing no, to do with it's it. Just, it's an independent justice department like the Constitution called for. You right. Know, Thank separate you. branches of government. And which Donald Trump is going to overturn because one of the things in Project 2025 is to bring the Justice Department under the umbrella of the White House, yeah. eliminating uh, the independent nature of the Justice Department. That's one of the most serious things that they plan to do. But here's uh, how they're going to abuse that kind of power once they get control of the Justice Department. The administrative state, the fourth branch of government never mentioned in the Constitution, is going to be taken apart brick by brick. And the people that did these evil deeds will be held accountable and prosecuted, criminal prosecutions. Uh, Cash, I, I know you're probably going to be head of the CIA. Oh, but God. do you believe that you- <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, every time I hear that, it just. <laughs> it's like so Bugs Bunny. You're going to be the head of Acme Manufacturing. You know, like. These are all. It's so well done because these are all cartoon characters. You're exactly right, David. All right, let's continue. You can deliver the goods on this in a pretty short, in a pretty short order of the first couple of months so we can get rolling on prosecutions. Yes, we got the bench for it, Bannon, and you know those guys. I'm not going to go out there and say their names right now so the radical left-wing media can terrorize them. But, <sighs> excuse me, the one thing we learned in the Trump administration the first go-around is we got to put in all-America patriots top to bottom. And we got them for law enforcement. We got them for intel collection. We got them for ob- offensive operations. We got them for DOD, CIA, everywhere. And- okay, right there. First of all, he says, we don't, I can't tell you who they are because I don't want the, the left to grab them. That means they don't exist. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know because the Project 2025 people are already interviewing those people. Th- I mean, that's the thing. That's the, the terrifying thing about all of this is that they're going to be stacking DOJ most certainly the U.S. Marshal Service with loyalists who will protect Donald Trump when he decides to stay in office forever. Mm-hmm. That's the I just, I feel like Cash Patel and Steve Bannon. Oh, first of all, he calls him Bannon. Yeah, Bannon. So right. Bannon. Hey, Bannon. So you Bannon. Know, they want to all want to be frat boys so bad. They want to be the volleyball team from Top Gun One. I know. It's the <laughs> shitty part. But like, uh, that's pretty gross. Just, like Steve Bannon without a shirt on playing volleyball. Ooh. Oh, just stop the with skin that. tags. Oh my God, mm, barf. Ick. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, yeah, but I just the, their confidence here, just the fact mm. that they sound so fucking self assured that they're going to get it, makes me think mm. that maybe Trump isn't going to be the nominee. Yeah. Because they're so wrong about everything That's all true. the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, that makes me feel so much better, David. Thank you. All right. Let's listen to more uh, Cash Patel, cartoon character Cash Patel. And the one thing we will do. 
that they never will do is we will follow the facts and the law and go to courts of law and correct these justices and lawyers no. who have been prosecuting these cases based no. on politics and actually issuing them as lawfare. We will go out and find the conspirators, not just in government, but in the media. Yes, there we're going to come after the people in the media who lied about American citizens, who helped Joe Biden rig presidential elections. We're going to come after you, whether it's criminally or civilly. We'll figure that out. But, yeah, we're you, putting you all Bannon? on. Is he coming after Steve too? Like, I mean, I just, I'm confused here. <laughs> no. I have a question. Why does he sound, I, his voice is so annoying. Yeah, it is. He's smoking crystal to, meth right before he gets on camera. Oh yeah. And I'm if, trying to figure it out. It's just like, ew. If you uh, listen more carefully, Cash Patel does slur a lot of his words. Like he says here, at one point earlier, he said, Poly-ly. and then he just said uh, here at the hey. end, he said, Cry-ly. criminally. It's almost like uh, it's probably like Giuliani. He's fucking toasted half, the, you know, seventy five percent of the time. The other time he's asleep. So. <laughs> Let's see if we can hear Cash Patel say criminally. We're gonna come after you, whether it's criminally or civilly. We'll- there it is, criminally, criminally or civilly. We're gonna come after you, as criminally or civilly. Oh my god! <laughs> Maybe he's got a hole in his soft palate. <laughs> Gerald <Maybe>. Ford. <laughs> Gerald Ford dead today at the senseless age of eighty five. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Criminal eye. <laughs> figure that out. But yeah, we're putting you all on notice. And Steve, this is why they hate us. This is why we're tyrannical. This is why we're dictators. Yeah, it's true. Confident. That's that's why we hate you. And that's why you are tyrannical dictators. Because you're, just because you're a bunch of fucking idiots, but I mean, that's just not <laughs> spiteful, ugly, disgusting idiots. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I go back to the broader point here. Everything that we've been saying, all illustrated in that clip right there. Yep. So these are the stakes, but, you know, Joe Biden's old, so fuck it. Right? Right. Okay. Let's let's take a short break, and when we come back, Vivek Ramaswamy saying that January 6th was an inside job. Yes, he did. During the debate last night. <laughs> Dude, Vivek, back- you gotta you gotta change your talking points every three thousand miles or three months, you know? Like <laughs> that's, right. that's a total twenty twenty one talking point, but please proceed. Uh-huh. Back with more podcast right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. Favorites here on the show. This is Betsy Aid and the well known Strangers. And one of their brand new singles called I Don't Owe You. Yeah. Another great one. Yeah. It's got a really cool sound, too. Yeah. I mean, just like the. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, I think Betsy Aid was a contestant on The Voice. Ah, okay. Yeah. So she's been on national television, and I can completely understand why. She's amazing. 
Yeah, again, uh, download this single by going to bobseska.com. Find this episode dated 12723. Click that link, scroll on down, and you can support all the independent recording artists here on the show. And while you're there, if you happen to be a, a member of a band, if you happen to be a recording artist, go to bobseska.com slash music and submit your work there, and we will play it on the show. We're only going to be... I'm uh, asking a friend of mine to do that. She... Uh, Tommy Ray Brown. She used to be married to oh, James yeah, Brown. Oh yeah, yeah. We played. Yeah, we oh, played wow. some Tommy Ray Brown. I think we played Tommy I'm Ray uh, maybe this year. If and not, she, uh, yeah. her son now is recording stuff. So oh, that's incredible. I, I'm gonna I ask her to submit yeah. for y'all soon. I promise. It's, I have a hard time working when I feel like shit, and I felt like shit pretty much all the time lately. So yeah, yeah. Everything okay? I will everything okay with Prince the Purple Toe? Yeah. How's Prince doing? Uh, Prince has lost his nail. Oh, this no, week. no. Does that hurt? No, no. Yeah, it hurts in a whole new exciting way. Actually, after the show today, I have a new, another appointment with the pain doctor to go get some more meds because <sighs> I was starting to get better. And then I went to trim the toenail because it had started to grow in a funky way. Yeah. And then the whole fucking thing came loose. And then <sighs> it was like hanging on painfully. Ah, oh, ah. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, now I've got to yank it off. And Oh, God. Oh. Oh ew, my God. David. Ew, 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 David. So it's it's been life lately. That was Monday. Yeah. Yeah. And ever since then, it's been like, it's gone from more of an aching and throbbing to kind of a stinging and burning kind of, it's just, uh, it's an ongoing festival of discomfort. Didn't you guys You sound like Jeff Goldblum in the first Jurassic Park. First it's oohs and ahs, and then it's running and screaming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Jody, didn't you talk about, didn't you guys talk about a story on the Stephanie Miller show about- Someone who had like spider eggs implanted in their foot or yeah, something. Yeah, it wasn't a true story, unfortunately. Uh, wasn't? Oh. No. Oh. But it was in their toe and it was gross. Um, but no, that didn't. No, it wasn't. Happen. Okay. Urban myth. Mm. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's actually good news because that eliminates the possibility that maybe there's a, you know, spider eggs inside David's toe. Which is Ew, David. Actually, it was inside my toe. Another fucking toe. And that's why it hurts so bad. <laughs> that's right. No, seriously, because it's like they told me this was going to happen and I didn't quite believe them. They're like, your toe is basically going to turn itself inside out. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, because of the blood constriction for oh my you know, God. about a month and a half or two months there, all that outer tissue died and it has to slough off. And underneath there's new, new tissue. New tissue, but it's, oh, God, it's hurt. Change the name from Prince to Brundle Toe. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> it's like, it's like Brundlefly from the fly. Yeah. You didn't use a transporter at all, did you? No, not in the last okay. year. <laughs> That's good. All right. That, that solves a, well, at least one question that we have about your but toe. No, it was unreal. There was a point where the skin was kind of just like peeling off, and I was like, oh, look, there's more skin under it. It's just, it's so gross and bizarre. It's almost like discovering a fetal twin or something. Yeah. But in the meantime, we had to shuck the nail to get it up. I mean, it's just, it's bizarre. Like, okay. I mean, All right. Well, now, mm. now that I want to hurl, uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to my life. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? We'll chase the hurling sensation with a clip of Vivek Ramaswamy. Hang on to your hats because this is absolutely nuts. This is Vivek Oh, do I have this clip here? Where's the clip? Oh, yeah, there it is. Talking about how January 6th was an inside job. Donald Trump attempted to take on. And if you want somebody who's going to speak truth to power, then vote for somebody who's going to speak the truth to you. Why am I the only person on the stage, at least, who can say that January 6th now does look like it was an inside job? Oh, go fuck Well, it was because Donald Trump ordered it. Bullshit. Yeah, I, I mean, that's he was co cooing his own government at the point, you know? Like, yeah, that's true. Very true. I mean... Maybe he is speaking the truth inadvertently, like Republicans do sometimes. You know that this is going to be his thing now, because what you didn't hear in this clip, because I cut off the clip, is the audience reaction, <sighs> which was overwhelmingly positive. And because well, it exonerates them, you well, know, it takes the blame off of the actual culprits who are sitting in the audience. Yeah. Well, given the fact that, well, two things. Vivek is a relentless chaser of social media clout. He just wants to be mm. famous for being famous, that sort of thing. Plus the fact that everyone hates him. So as soon as he gets some sort of approval for something, he's going to beat that to death. He, there's going to be TikTok videos for the next two years with Vivek Ramaswamy talking about how January 6th was an inside job. Oh, yeah. Because he got a round of applause. 
That's how it's like a dog it. who gets a treat at one point on the mm-hmm. walk, like the neighbor comes out and gives them a piece of cheese. And for the rest of that dog's life, they're going to stop on that point on the sidewalk and look <laughs> for some cheese. Because, yeah. 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 Well, here's Chris Christie laying into Vivek. So here, that was the shot. Here's the chaser. From Chris Christie. You say this, you do this, you do this at every debate. You go out on the stump and you say something. All of us see it on video. We confront you on the debate stage. You say you didn't say it, and then you back away. And I want to say exactly what I said, Chris. I'm not done yet. Well, this is now look. This is is not a By the way, your Republican Party. What's that? Who are they cheering for? Chris Christie. I think they're cheering for Christie, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell. <laughs> I've never seen Chris Christie look angrier other than that yeah. time that McDonald's was closed. But that's a separate oh, story. Oh, Bob sorry. Louise. I, oh, Bob. <laughs> sorry. Bob sorry. Louise Seska. I'm, I'm sorry. Come couldn't, on. Couldn't resist. This is the fourth debate. The fourth debate that you would be voted in the first 20 minutes as the most obnoxious blowhard in America. <laughs> so shut up for a while. I'm going to respond to that. Okay, you know what? That's enough of that. I can't take any more. And he goes on here to defend Nikki Haley against Vivek Ramaswamy, saying that she's, you know, basically like a Trump thing. I think Vivek at one point says she's like a low IQ person or something like that. Mm. Oh, no, he said um, he quoted her saying that Vivek has a a woman problem. He said, no, I have a corrupt problem. (laughs) And what's interesting (sighs) is when when Chris Christie defends her, Mm -hmm. And there's a two shot of Christy and Nikki Haley at the time. Yeah. And you can, I knew what she was thinking. What she was thinking was, don't fucking defend me. I can defend my fucking self. Oh, interesting. But she couldn't say that because she's a woman. Yeah. Yeah. So when he finished defending her, she just turned to him very quietly and said, thank you, because she knows as a politician that if she had said what was in her thought bubble, because I could see it in her face. If you mm-hmm. watch the clip, mm-hmm. just watch her face. Her face is going, I don't need defending you motherfucking fat motherfucker uh, from Jersey. It's like the, the Leslie Jones thing where Leslie Jones is like, I'm going to come to your house and stay yeah, with your relatives. The obsession. <laughs> and like the one guy is talking about this is all Cherokee. And she's like, shut up. You can't even spell indigenous. Right. And the conservative guy laughs and she goes, don't agree with me. Yeah. And it's, it's real. It's real. Her knowing what Hillary Clinton went through with Donald stalking her on the stage. Mm-hmm. And Hillary Clinton had a choice. I either confront this or I just let him be creepy. Yeah. She decided to let him be creepy because most men would be upset if she had confronted him. True. Therefore, when Chris Christie was defending her, as lovely as that might have been, mm. she was her. You can see it. Just watch the clip, everybody. You can see in her face her just deciding not to do what she wants to do. Yeah. I, I experienced this with a super aggressive punk rock brother in high school. Somebody would be calling me a faggot or whatever, and I would be getting ready to like decimate them by saying, Your mom's in rehab or whatever. Right. And my brother would come along and punch him, and I'm like, Dude, I had this. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I can def- you don't need to burn up your spare aggression on my enemies. Yeah, so great. No, right. And, and, and it, women have to do this a lot mm-hmm. just to get along, and she was just being smart. I mean, I do not support her. I would never vote for her. She's not going to be president because there's no way the Republicans will vote for her um, for so many reasons. But the reason that she did that is because she's not a stupid woman Mm -hmm. and she's a smart politician. And uh, you could just I watched her doing that and I'm like, she really wants to tell him to shut the fuck up. But he she can't do it. Well, if Republicans were smart, they would nominate Nikki Haley for president. But they're not smart. Because, obviously, she would cut into the... Oh, totally. The, the moderates. Yeah. Well, she would, she would also cut into uh, the women vote, which is going to be gigantic on the Democratic side because mm-hmm. of the Dobbs decision. And so Nikki Haley could mute some of that turnout, or at least steer it toward herself. Yeah. And, a little uh, bit. A little bit. A little bit. Not entirely, but a little bit. I mean, enough. Again, all you need is 1% of the vote here or there, and you can actually yeah. win. But just one last thing about Vivek is that he retweeted a, a video of neo-Nazi Nick Fuentes celebrating Vivek's promotion of great replacement theory. So Vivek Ramaswamy retweeting Nick Fuentes. But 
I thought Nick Fuentes wasn't on Twitter anymore. Was he reinstated? I guess he was reinstated I, by probably. Elon. Yeah, of course, oh, of course God, he was. I mean, ugh. yeah, yeah. Oh. He's so gross to me. It just like he's so closeted, and it's so painful because it's like. You know, when you're attuned to that, it's almost like having like a car alarm going off in your face the whole time they're talking. Well, <clears> by <throat> the way, uh, there was a report by Axios that came out uh, just in the past couple of days that lists some of Trump's potential uh, cabinet members. And his, a VP shortlist, J.D. Vance, Carrie Lake, <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene, Tucker Carlson, who is actually That's the one. Melania Trump's top choice. By the way. And he won't because um, Donald probably thinks she has a crush on him or something. Yeah. Other returning uh, listed Trump favorites include Cash Patel, as we were just talking about, Rick Grinnell, John Ratcliffe, Jeffrey Clark, Steve what Bannon. What has Rick Grinnell like, ever done? He's like a Twitter troll. Yeah. Well, guess who's going to be uh, attorney general if Donald Trump wins? Stephen Miller is going to be yeah. attorney general. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then Steve Bannon, chief of staff. Steve Bannon, sloppy Steve Bannon, as Donald Trump calls yeah, it. I know. I think Steve Bannon has an overinflated sense of his worth to Donald Trump. Don't mm-hmm. you think? I mean, because yeah. Donald Trump has like already washed his hands of Steve Bannon like three or four times now. Yeah, yeah, totally. Of course, no one ever goes away forever in Trump land. We figured this out now. He just like rotates between advisors who he will tell them what he wants, and if they, you know, but yeah, yeah. Well, uh, there it is. By the way, the biggest chicken and tuna companies in the United States. Purdue, Tyson, Sanderson Farms, and JBS have been found guilty of price fixing. Those assholes. Now, thousands of people are getting paid with money recovered from the corporations. The state of Washington is using over $40 million to send checks to 402,000 households. This is your inflation. You don't punish Joe Biden because some corporation decided to jack up the price of eggs. What you do is you punish the fucking corporation for jacking up the price of eggs. Yep. That's the solution. That's capitalism, Bob. It's the invisible hand of the free market. <laughs> That's right. Thank you very it's much. It's fucking you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and by the way, <sighs> Joe Biden just forgave student loans for over 80,000 people. Woo! He's now canceled student loans for over 3.6 million people total. This will, and he's yeah. also going to try to do some sort of executive order about lowering prescription prices by making things more competitive. Yeah. He's going to try to figure out how to do that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. John Harwood said what I've been saying for a while now. Those of us in the press serve the country best by explaining that U.S. economic conditions, for all their flaws and needed changes, are very strong by the standards of recent U.S. history and peer countries now. Discussing mm-hmm. poll responses like they did on CNN this week just creates self-fulfilling feedback loop. Yes. Yeah. Stupid fucking polls. Yeah. No more polls. We'll talk about that on the Shadow Docket. Okay. Yes, we will. All right. So stick around. Uh, Shadow Docket's coming up next on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Bob Show. This music will stop playing, but we're going to keep on talking. And the only way you can keep listening is by going to patreon.com slash Show, signing up for the Shadow Docket level. It's only $5 a month. By the way, if you sign up for $10 a month, you're going to get the after party with the 80 shows, and you're also going to get the Shadow Docket, too. Plus, you're going to get access to the app and the chat room in the app and all the fun things happening on our Patreon page. Pictures of Bob and his underwear, all the things. Exactly In the right. refrigerator. That's the bonus feature that I never talk about. It's pictures of, <laughs> pictures of me without my pants. Yeah. And by the way, that's going to scare everyone away. That's probably not an incentive. No, but... it won't, Bob. <laughs> Trust All me, right. I hold our fans. And we know how painful that can be. See you later, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.